0: Discerninghearts.com, in cooperation with the missionary Benedictines of Christ the King Priory, presents The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world, with Father Mauritius Fildi. Father Mauritius did his philosophical, theological, and doctoral studies in Europe. He is the author of numerous books, including I Want to Understand You, Encountering Foreign Worlds with a Little Prince, The New Image of God's Image, Meister Eckhart on Image and Theology, Peter and Paul, Models of Decision-Making, and On the Way, Benedict's Journey for Spiritual Maturity. Father Mauritius serves as the prior of St. Anselm's in Rome. The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world, with Father Mauritius Vildi. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Welcome, Father. Thank you. In this particular topic, we're going to look at an area that St. Benedict, I think, saw issues in Catholic social teaching long before it was ever called Catholic social Mm -hmm. teaching. Mm -hmm. And that is, in place of provincialism, we should bring forward respect and tolerance. Help us to understand Mm -hmm. how we can implement that.
1: Yeah. A monastic family lives together at one place, mostly in peace, I would say. Um, but there is a temptation just to stay at the same place and to circle around the own belly button. Because of our vow of stability, because of the fact that we don't move, that includes the temptation. The temptation not to look beyond the walls of the monastery. And I guess because of this, St. Benedict paid also attention not to lose the sense of respect and tolerance towards one another. I think when we talk about this topic, we have to um, remember what the situation was when St. Benedict established his monasteries. So we are in the period of migration, in the at the decline of the Roman Empire. So it was in a way a little bit similar situation to our cultural situation today. Everything was declining, the Roman Empire was falling apart, moral standards were disappearing. And as I said, St. Benedict was not edified by what he found in Rome, in the city, and escaped. First to his cave in Subiaco, where he stayed for three years. We could call it his novitiate, his formation as a monk. This is where he learned to be a monk, just by himself first. And then after that he founded monasteries first of all, 12 monasteries around Subiaco, but then he had to leave this place because of a priest who was not in favor of these crazy monks. And finally he moved to Monte Cassino, which is a wonderful place, I would say 80 miles south of Rome, about, about this distance, and placed his monastery on the top of a mountain. And by doing this, He wanted to show to the world, to the church, to everybody. This is what God wants us to do, to create a new Jerusalem, as the Holy Scripture says, to create a holy city, a sacred space, a sacred community. And we can imagine this monastery as a community with various different people, and even people with different backgrounds. So we know there were Romans, certainly Italians, but he had also in his community Go- Gothic people, Goths. And actually those different cultures didn't like one another at that time. So he succeeded in having different culture, or people from different cultures and tribes within his one community. But that, was, that was something at that time. So he had this vision of a new civilization, a vision of a community that lives according to the gospel, according to what St. Paul teaches us, whether slave or free, we are all one in Christ. We are all one in Christ. So even if we are different in our personalities, in our cultural background, in our races, Christ is the one who unites us. And because he gathered different people from different backgrounds in his community, that kept this community alive. And this prevented them to have this what I call provincialism, a prov- provincialistic uh, worldview. <laughs> only us, only we, only our tribe, only our race, we are the ones. No, there are others too. And this is a challenge, actually.
0: Yeah, in the United States, often we've, in our history, referred to the term isolationism. Mm-hmm. That is a, mm-hmm. the mindset that we are separated from a lot of the world mm-hmm. because. Of two oceans, mm-hmm. and then even within the borders of within our country, from the upper part of North America to the the area south, and there's a danger in that because we can become very ethnocentric. So we mm-hmm. haven't experienced what the rest of the world, in mm-hmm. some very real ways, has mm-hmm. experienced.
1: I, I would put it rather in a positive way. This country is so blessed. You have everything. You have the sea, the ocean, you have the mountains, you have the fields, you have the forests, you have all the resources in this one country. So you don't have to leave this country and you have the whole world. I think that's a wonderful gift and this is probably the reason why uh, this country is called God's own country. (laughs) So that is wonderful. Um, But as you said... It also has the flip side that one loses the the sense of there are other worlds and other continents too, and they are also interesting and can give us something. But a monastery, a Benedictine monastery, a Trappist monastery, a Cistercian monastery, all these monastic communities can have the very similar temptation because you find everything within within the walls. This is how it is set up. This is what a monastery wants to be as i said the monks shouldn't be roam around so you think it is just us and this isolation is dangerous not only for how you live together with others but also for but also spiritually and let me let me uh, read out some verses from chapter 2 of the rule of st benedict on the qualities of the abbot The abbot should avoid all favoritism in the monastery. He is not to love one more than another unless he finds someone better in good actions and obedience. A man born free is not to be given higher rank than a slave who becomes a monk except for some other good reason. But the abbot is free, if he sees fit, to change anyone's rank as justice demands. Ordinarily, everyone is to keep to his regular place, because, whether slave or free, we are all one in Christ. And share alike in bearing arms in the service of the one Lord, for God shows no partiality among persons. Only in this are we distinguished in his sight if we are found better than others in good works and in humility. Therefore, the abbot is to show equal love to everyone and apply the same discipline to all according to his merits. So, here we see a reflection of the fact that there were different peoples in this community. So, for example, people who were born free and others who uh, were born as slaves. And you can imagine that these things still cling to the monks within the monastery. Oh, he, he has been a slave. Oh, you know, you, you still compare, you still have these cultural prejudices and so it is very obvious that you cannot you cannot totally leave leave behind your cultural and ethnic background that is not possible, you bring it into the community, but this can cause problems this can cause frictions so if somebody for example uses a cultural argument as a weapon we, I don't know Mexicans, we, South Africans, or whatever it is, we do it like this, but you... So this can become really a reason for, for a war <laughs> within the community. Instead, St. Benedict wants to have peace in his community. And how can we find this peace? By looking all together into the same direction. And who is the direction? It is Christ Christ. So let us look to the one who has called us into this monastery, into this community. It was basically not our choice that we are there. It was his choice. He has chosen us, as he says in in the Gospel of John. He has chosen us, not you have chosen me. And if this is true, that he has chosen me to be in this community... Then it is also true that he has chosen my brother, who is next to me, into this community, although he is so different. So it is then our call to live together in peace and to look at the one who has called us.
0: The term justice really leaps out from that, in all justice, that respect is given to the individual. Also, tolerance. Mm. That can be a a term that people will struggle with because there's a fine line, isn't there, between being tolerant and allowing tyranny. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: How do we delineate that?
1: Yeah, thank you. That is a wonderful question. Let me just briefly define, or try to define those words, respect. Respect means that this, is a, this value is a reflection of the fact that God dwells in everybody. So you, ha, you show somebody respect because you believe that he is a son or a daughter of God too. So it's just the acknowledgement that God is also in your brother and your sister. Tolerance. <laughs> this word derives from Latin tolerare. And that means to bear, even to the point to suffer. (laughs) So tolerance includes sometimes that you really suffer from how different this other guy is. So this is involved in tolerance too. But now to your question, does tolerance mean that I bear everything and I have to accept everything? No, it doesn't. The criteria, and Benedict is here very clear, as I have him. The the criteria is good actions, obedience, humility. You could summarize. The criteria is if the, the confreres, the brothers stick to the rule, the common ground is the rule. So there is no excuse for anybody not to live according to the rule of Saint Benedict. This is the common ground. Not the rule in itself, it's basically Christ, but the rule tries to bring this unity in the community to to create this sense of harmony and peace and no matter what background you have the rule is true for everybody and everybody has to live according to this rule. There's always the possibility for uh, for the superior or the abbot to dispense from certain rules. This is, but this is to his uh, up to his discretion. So you, this, the individual monk cannot say, "Oh, this this rule doesn't <laughs> apply to me." <laughs> the rule is um, is binding for everybody in the community, and the rule is so wisely laid out, so balanced that actually different people of different backgrounds can live under this one roof
0: we'll return in just a moment to the Holy Rule of Saint Benedict a spiritual guide for today's world with Father Mauritius filday did you know that discerning hearts has a free app in which you can find all your favorite discerning hearts programming And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has the YouTube page? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts.
2: Gloria St. Benedict, sublime model of virtue, pure vessel of God's grace. Behold me humbly kneeling at your feet. I implore you in your loving kindness to pray for me before the throne of God. To you I have recourse in the dangers that daily surround me. Shield me against my selfishness and my indifference to God and to my neighbor. Inspire me to imitate you in all things. May your blessing be with me always, so that I may see and serve Christ in others and work for his kingdom graciously obtained for me from God those favors and graces which I need so much in the trials, miseries, and afflictions of life. Your heart was always full of love, compassion, and mercy toward those who were afflicted or troubled in any way. You never dismissed without consolation and assistance anyone who had recourse to you. I therefore invoke your powerful intercession. Confident in the hope that you will hear my prayers and obtain for me the special grace and favor I earnestly implore. Help me, great Saint Benedict, to live and die as a faithful child of God, to run in the sweetness of His loving will, and to attain the eternal happiness of heaven. Amen.
0: We now return to the Holy Rule of Saint Benedict, a spiritual guide for today's world with Father Mauritius Fildi. The image you gave us of everyone looking towards the same point, that we're heading all in the same direction, heading to the same point, ultimately for the Christian community as a whole, that that point is Christ. We're all, our focus is on him mm-hmm. who is truth. Mm-hmm. And that can be how the rule ultimately helps us in that respect and tolerance because we're focusing on him. Mm-hmm. And as you said, there are all incredible acts of virtue. Mm-hmm. That As long as virtue is being exhibited mm-hmm. and not vice.
1: Mm-hmm. Very much so. This is so true what you say. So as long as we stay focused on Christ, we will have peace. He, he said, I will leave you, give you peace. I leave you my peace. This is my gift for you. When you are together in my spirit, you will have peace. And maybe another thought is helpful too. The theology uh, used to call, uses to call God the alita the totally other. And if this is true, that God is not only very similar to us, or we are similar to him, but he is also very different from us, maybe even more different than similar, that means when we acknowledge that even God is different, not only different, but totally different, then we should also acknowledge differences among ourselves. Because maybe This difference of a confrere, of a brother, that shows me a side of God I have never seen before. In other words, other cultures, other backgrounds, other races, they all want to mirror something from the greatness of God, who is greater than we are, who is wider than we are, who is greater as we can even think. And when we encounter this strange other people, God wants to encounter us. But again, it does not mean that we have to basically leave our own ground. We can we can still be the one who we are. So it's about encountering the other person in the light of Christ's love and God's Generosity.
0: It is probably one of the more challenging aspects of the gospel message. I'm thinking of that section in Luke chapter 6, where it, it, I think it's verse 27 and on, where he talks about loving your enemy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who hasn't heard that and been convicted in some ways? Mm-hmm. Because it's easy to love someone who loves you. Mm-hmm. Even sinners do that. Mm-hmm. It's easy to give to people mm-hmm. who you love and care for, mm-hmm. but to lend to somebody. And it actually says, don't expect mm-hmm. to get paid back. Mm-hmm. And, and then it talks about loving your enemy.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, this would be an own topic that we could do an another show for <laughs> on this topic. This is really this is so important and, and so exciting. But just briefly to respond, this is why I, call this matter about respect and tolerance and not about love. Let me take another image. In a community, in a monastic community, we are like a family. This is the reason why we call each other brother or father. You see this title uh, involves the imagery of family. So we are brothers, we have a father, there are fathers in this community, but, as you know, you don't choose your own brothers and sisters you know, you haven't uh, chosen your father and mother and nor your daughter, neither your daughter and and your son, so your siblings and your family members are given to you and this is exactly how we experience ourselves in a monastery we We entered because of Christ, not because of we love somebody in this community. So we don't have this, first of all, this very high, let I say, um, ideal of loving the brothers. Let's start with respecting them. Let's follow up with tolerating them. <laughs> if it comes to really loving them, that would be wonderful. But uh, respect is, is already the first step towards a deep love. And so, if we get along with one another, that's a lot.
0: <laughs> well, and there are the the varied dimensions of love—just the eros and the agape and mm-hmm. and the different types that, it, for us, within the the English expression of the term, mm-hmm. even in the New Testament, it had various mm-hmm. meanings.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so true. So
0: mm-hmm. that's I, I think part of that, and and respecting and tolerating is you have brought forward to us is really an act of your will it has maybe some interaction with emotion but it's a discipline in a very real way isn't it
1: yes sometimes uh, tolerance is just another word for i don't care yeah
0: placating (laughs) Uh,
1: tolerance is not always a positive word actually so people who tolerant everything or, or you could say i'm liberal in the sense of Everything is true and you can do everything. This is not what I mean with tolerance. Here I mean really to be able to even carry the cross, my brother or my sister. This is what St. Benedict has pretty often in his rule. He says we should bear our weaknesses. I think that's true for every family or every couple. You have to bear your weaknesses. And out of respect and love, you tolerate them. Because when you see that the other cannot change for for what reasons ever, the expression of your love would be to, toler- to tolerate him or her.
0: Father Mauritius, it, there will be the ear out there that will hear this and recall in their hearts that some of the great evil that has assaulted the world, particularly in the last... 150 years maybe longer maybe it's there's always because there's always been that presence of evil but Mm -hmm. it was manifested on such a grand horrific scale and it continues to be in very in many ways actions by others that would kind of foster in some communities a desire for a provincialism for Mm -hmm. a closing up because that term tolerance may have a negative connotation to it. Mm. That I think what the rule offers is that balance because Mm -hmm. it does have the Mm. guidelines of the virtues. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. And this is a very strong guideline. And again, it is not about just letting brothers be as they are, don't care about it. No, no, no. There are many means in the rule of St. Benedict who challenge us. Uh, For example, St. Benedict points out the correctio fraterna, the mutual correction. So he wants us, you know, there are good things in the different backgrounds, cultural backgrounds, but there are also weak things. So it is not that we shouldn't challenge one another and try to erase the evil parts each culture has. But the beauty of a mixed community in this sense consists of that we are still together in one boat and we only can reach the other shore together. I think this is is also the beauty of Catholicism. We are not as fast in establishing a new church right away if we don't agree with everything what is going on in our own church. What we try as Catholics is to stay together again, to stay, stability, to stay together, to strive for this unity. It is hard, it is hard, and the body is suffering. I really experience this in this country and in the church in general. We have these different wings. We are so divided. And it really sometimes makes me cry how how divided we are. And people cannot really read in our communities uh, about the unit that Jesus wants to create and to give so because they find found ourselves so f- far apart from so divided and far apart from one another the more it is important to focus again on Jesus on Christ on the truth and make it practical. this is the good thing in a monastery we have this very practical rule and we have a customary that does not mean that everybody uh, kind of... Complies to everything in every little case, but this wouldn't, this is not what Saint Benedict actually uh, asks for. So, there, there's also a hierarchy of truths or, or values. So, there are some things that are very important, and other things you could do like this or like this, it's not so important. But what I want to say is the value of unity nowadays is so important as the world. Is in the process of globalization as um, the cultures are, are challenged to encounter one another everywhere you know we as a Catholic Church we are already globalized and if we succeed in being a good example of how to live together in peace I'm not I don't mean a, a false peace I'm not talking about pretending to live in peace together. I'm talking about a really deep peace then that would be an incredible model and example for the whole world. And I think we don't succeed in doing so except the Lord helps us.
0: Hence the the grace that flows from that discipline of prayer Mm -hmm. and continuing to pray for that not only for the community but for the entire world because sometimes we can't or we don't realize we need that prayer ourselves. Mm. Any final thoughts, respect and tolerance?
1: Maybe just one uh, reminder that Jesus said in the Gospel, I was a stranger and you welcomed me. So you never know if you don't encounter Jesus when you meet a stranger.
0: Thank you so much, Father. You're welcome. You've been listening to The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world with Father Maurizio Fildi. To hear and or to download this program, along with hundreds of other spiritual programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of discerninghearts.com. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope, if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to support our efforts. But most of all, we ask that you tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world with Father Mauritius Fildi.